0: We're sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get Get it it for for free free in the the App store. Store.
1: Hi, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lisa. And we're the hosts of Sweet Bitter, a podcast all about Sappho. So tell me, Ellie, why do I need to know about Sappho? She was the first woman writer we hear from in the Western world and the first lyric poet. And in my opinion, one of the best lyric poets of
0: all time. Oof, no bias there at all. No, not at all. <laughs> you may have also seen the meme Sappho and her friend circulating the internet. That is a reference to the erasure of Sappho's identity as a woman who loved other women in her time. She is also where the words sapphic and lesbian originate from.
1: Find Sweet Bitter, a Sappho podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there. Oh. Oh. Hello. <sighs> Hi. hi i kind of snuck up on you there you did i wasn't expecting that so soon is it okay
0: yeah oh okay <laughs>
1: hey everybody hey welcome to mysteria gaze oh it's been one week Ooh. since we released an <laughs> so it's actually been two weeks
0: yeah oh um, it has been two weeks i forgot <laughs> i didn't even notice that <laughs> we
1: took a little weeky off because uh there was a coup Um, yeah there was we needed some space (laughs) we did um but we're back baby (laughs) we're back here for season two episode seven and i'm i'm excited
0: i'm very excited i also want to
1: say before we get into it into it before we began you heard a little word from our friends at sweet bitter yeah so if you are gay and you like
0: poetry and want (laughs) to know more about sappho me you
1: (laughs) check them out they're really great people and they make a really great podcast so go check out sweet bitter
0: real quick i don't know why i just thought of this and i I can cut this but did we got like an email about our standing (laughs) we're in film and entertainment in south korea we're number three on itunes wait what (laughs) wait Wait, liz what (laughs) wait liz fucking what We got an email from Carlos. I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast, Wisteria Gaze, has good performance in Apple Podcasts ranking the last 30 days. Um, Position three in the category TV reviews in Thailand. Uh, We're at number 31 in the UK. Which is pretty wild. What? Um, I think that's really
1: cool. Wait, that (laughs) is so cool. Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening to us. What? Oh, my gosh. Who is Carlos sending I don't emails? Know.
0: From pod status. Thanks, Carlos, from pod status. Thanks for letting us know that we were ranking
1: in a bunch of countries.
0: It's We're in the top 50. Of, like, a lot. Wow. Yeah.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Holy yeah. shit.
0: We're number four in Korea. Thank
1: God. We <laughs> got Hi, everybody in Korea. What's yeah. up? That's so wild. It's kind of cool to know that we're being listened to in a bunch of different countries. That's so cool. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. U.S. We're not ranking anywhere in the U.S. So United States, you better get your shit together. Yeah, come on, our podcast
0: get us number forty-nine, okay, and then (laughs) number sixty-nine in the U.S. But they won't send us an email. I don't think you're right. You're right. We gotta get (laughs) higher than (laughs)
1: sixty-nine. Um, should we talk about Desperate Housewives? Yeah, I guess. Speaking we of should. the reason why we're ranking in like 10 uh, countries. Why we're so. We're sick so and famous. Fucking famous. Thanks for listening to us now that we're famous, everybody. Yeah, thank you for sticking with us. I just found out one minute ago that we're famous. <laughs> wow. Uh, th- us with 200 Instagram followers. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, ooh, we're famous. We're influencers. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about season two, episode seven entitled color and light yeah i don't does that relate to the episode at all because i don't think it does i i don't think it does either it's been like a week and a half since i watched the episode which is the longest i've gone between episode watching and recording the podcast so i'm worried i won't remember anything
0: i you know we'll get through it together (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: this episode premiered november 13th 2005 and surprise surprise was written by mark cherry
0: I remember what I do. I'm (laughs) come. The memories of this episode is flooding back. back, (laughs) back, back. I remember watching the episode and like joking with you because I was like, you know what? Spoiler alert. This wasn't my favorite episode. I also did not like this. episode. Um, And I remember we were joking around and I remember you telling me like, you'll never believe who wrote this episode. And I jokingly said, what did Mark Cherry come back for one? And you went, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is the only episode of this season he wrote, and I did not like it. It's not good. I I'll like say it. All. I, it. I, I love his writing in the first season.
0: Yes. Yeah. And if you like this episode, props that's to okay. you. That's definitely okay. This is just our review. personal <laughs> preference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. And it was also directed
1: by David Grossman, who is a director I love. Most yeah. of his episodes did not like this one. Um, And also, I should say... Uh, there is sort of a controversy with season two because a lot, because Mark Cherry deliberately took a step back at see, when season two, because he was very hands-on for season one, apparently like on set literally making rewrites while they were doing scenes. Yeah. Like he was very involved in season one. So he was genuinely trying to take a step back. And then at the time of this season airing, um, this, And I'm not hating this season so far, Mm. but it did come under a lot of flack with critics because people thought that Mark's Cherry's distance from the project made the writing suffer of the show. So that's just something I understand. But also, I didn't like this episode. So Mark Cherry
0: didn't make it better for me. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't fit with what everything else has been <sighs> yes and we'll get if into that it. makes sense No, I agree, even though I agree. we've been kind of wishy-washy i feel like these past couple episodes yeah. where there's been a lot of like weird shifts and music cuts and cues uh, we'll get into yeah, it yeah we'll get it's into it um
1: this episode title for sondheim watch com- uh, color and light comes from the song of the same name from sunday in the park with george mm. and wisteria international i think might be my new favorite thing in the world because the names of these episodes are so funny in germany this episode was called I've Seen the Crime. Oh, so so did I. <laughs> so did I. We all saw it. And in France, this episode was called Sex, Neighbors, and Video. That <laughs> Jesus, that's... That's weird. That has nothing to do. That has nothing with- to do with this episode. Um, well, imagine when... I obviously remembered what happens in this episode as I began it, because I have seen it. But before I had rewatched it, I saw Sex, Neighbors, in Video and was like, what the fuck is going to happen in this episode? Yeah. And boy, did I not expect a sex tape.
0: And that's no, what we got. That's what we got. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Are we ready to dive in? I am completely ready to dive in. Let's fucking I'm dive. I'm going skinny dipping today. <gasps> You're so... You're so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm so close to you right now. So we start off the episode with motherhood and how Ugh. necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. And um, how play dates were invented. Yes. We see all of the babies. I was super pumped. I was like, are we going to get a baby heavy episode? Baby heavy. We did, There was quite a few babies in this episode. There's quite a few babies, but we find out that. Lynette doesn't get the luxury of play dates because her babies are demons. They are
1: demon babies, yeah.
0: Um,. So, like, everybody on the lane gets the luxury of, like, oh, like, this mom can take a nap today, this one can go out and do some errands. Lynette never got that, because every playdate she has, nobody wants their kids to play with her
1: boys ever again. Yeah, we see, like, a montage of these boys, and these other kids are all injured, broken yeah. bones, like, all this crazy wild shit, because the, the babies are wild. Yeah.
0: Other kids can't quite keep up. Until. Until jimmy and pj come along are those their names yeah <laughs> jimmy and pj they're also twins yes. and they're fighting with the boys and lynette breaks them all apart and the boys's mother comes in and she goes oh i'm so sorry about my kids they were rough housing with your boys and the kids are like no we both were just we fucking were beating vibing. the shit out of each other yeah you
1: could tell us she the mom i wrote her name down later i do not remember what it is um but she like Sort of is like, oh, I'll pay for any
0: uh, yeah. medical
1: bills. Like, she's definitely has, like, I, I picked up immediately like, oh, these babies are the same as Lynette's babies. Yeah. And I think both Lynette and her realized that, oh, maybe our babies have met their match and we can pawn our children
0: off on each other. Yeah. And then so, after that happens, we cut to something that I thought was very interesting. We don't get an opening title sequence. We just get, like, a little blip yeah. of the ending.
1: Yeah, it was a short version of the opening credits.
0: I, that was so weird. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel like sometimes in TV shows that, like, have too many scenes, like, just to get that extra time in the episode, they just cut to the shortened version of the opening credits. That's fair. But this is the first
0: time that we've, we've seen, seen this. It, no, for sure.
1: And then I thought something I thought was weird because pre-credits... We got a Mary Alice monologue about play dates, but then we get another Mary Alice monologue yeah. about cameras, and it comes back in the end. Spoiler alert, as most Mary Alice monologues are wont to do. But I didn't like it. Like, I thought no. the camera metaphor was kind of weak, a little bit in my opinion, just in my personal opinion, because we get this monologue about cameras and we see family photos in everyone's houses.
0: Yeah, because it's like, it's trying to be like an insightful Mary Alice monologue, but then you also have Mary Alice saying the line, cameras are used to capture images. (laughs) It's like, we know that, but it's like, talk about more what they are. She does, I do like the later part of this where she starts talking about how like, the pictures that cameras take remind us of journeys. They remind us of the people beside us, the ones that we've lost, and the ones on the way.
1: Yeah, I just, yeah, it was good. I think that I would have liked, I don't know, I just thought that the literal focus on cameras weakened the monologue for me. And like when it came back in the end, I knew what they were doing and I was like, I don't yeah. like this. It's kind of dumb to me.
0: I, it's a weaker Mary Alice monologue for me. I agree. I agree. Because this is also when I started noticing that the editing seemed weird to me. (laughs) I don't know what it was about it. And I spent... I'm going to tell you right now. I spent a lot of watching this episode just trying to make sense of why it felt so strange to me. Um, The genre was a little funny too because we
1: get this monologue. Then we cut into Brie, Edie, Gabby, and Susan all hanging out and asking Gabby about the sonogram and talking about babies. I don't know. And then like Gabby kind of wanted to change the subject and they kind of switch and shift to Susan and Mike's breakup. Mm -hmm. And it seems like there's been a little bit of time in between the episodes because also literally Edie was like, wow, you seem really, really, okay with the whole breakup and i'm like the last episode susan was screaming in a wedding dress in the street yeah and everyone's like you've been handling this so well Suze. what is that about yeah susan was eerily calm um it felt discombobulating ba- based on where we last saw susan
0: because like Unless they're trying to do like a, oh, like Susan is numb. Well, Edie
1: did say that to her. Edie was like, you're just being numb. But that doesn't make sense for Susan to me. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It just kind of felt weird to jump from the last thing we saw was her in the street to what Susan is this week. Yeah. It just did not track well for the character for me.
0: The only way I can try to make sense of it is to be like, oh, I just had a breakdown in the street. I don't want... I need to resharpen my image a little bit, but also Susan doesn't seem to Susan care about images. That. Susan's a mess. <laughs> it, it's, it's just a strange <laughs> little bit. Um, but I did say
1: Susan did have a very accurate moment of self-reflection. Yeah. Cause she kind of is like, they're all sort of trying to do that girl. You were in the right girlfriend that like yeah. friends do. And she was like, no, I, I like deeply betrayed, betrayed him, but also, I agree with the ladies in saying she was looking out for her daughter. Yeah. It's a very complicated situation.
0: It really is. And we've talked about it multiple times. Yeah. Ad nauseum. And then we cut to. The dad from 10 Things I Hate About You. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's (laughs) him. He's here. Oh, my God. He left (laughs) 10 Things I Hate About You, came over to Desperate Housewives.
0: Yes. And then went back for the TV show. Was he in the TV show? Yeah. He played the dad in the TV show as well. Of 10 Things I Hate About You, for those who don't know. What? what yeah he came back for
1: it is it the same like timeline is it the same timeline so he's just playing the same character but in a different timeline yep in
0: all universes he is the father (laughs) 10
1: things i hate about you multiverse
0: and he's here to drop off the boys for a play date yeah Uh, and he basically just does that all of the kids are upstairs lena and tom are like oh thank god we have like Time to hang. Yeah. yeah, and the twins come downstairs and are like, they're watching a boring movie upstairs. Like, we don't want to watch that crap. And Lynette and Tom are like, oh, that's interesting. They go upstairs, and oh god, they're watching their parents' porn, homemade porn. <laughs> it's not porn yet. It's the beginnings of the porn. So they're not yes. watching their parents have they're sex. They're
1: in their undie pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the part that, like, they're sort of just doing some kind of sexy talk to each other. And I just know that, like, it made me laugh because I think that she, the mom takes her bra off as Lynette yeah. is, like, covering the TV. And her and Tom can't find the remote, so they're yeah. just screaming and scrambling to get the TV to turn off.
0: Such a strange episode traction. What a premise. Um, Why? What does this do?
1: I feel like Lynette, I love her as a character, but, like, what are her storylines? Like, I feel like... What did she go to work this week? Like she wasn't at work.
0: I, I she's know. completely separate from the other women. Like she completely, is normally completely um, separate. And I have like a lot of thoughts about this and I don't know if I should like talk about my actual thoughts on the episode like at the end.
1: Uh, probably. But we're like, getting ahead of ourselves because we didn't like it.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. It just feels very strange. Yeah. She's just so
1: separate. And like even like when they were all hanging out at breakfast. Yeah. She wasn't there. That have been there. What, like What? <laughs> I don't know. But that's that's basically the scene. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, the scrambling to turn the porn off, and then they kind of look at each other, and we get a follow up on that later.
0: Yeah, and then we cut to Gabby and her gay, her gay Vern, Vern!
1: <laughs> gay of the episode, gay of the
0: episode is Vern. Um, I love I love Vern.
1: He's played by Alec Mappa. He was on Ugly Betty, and he's in this oh. movie called Connie and Carla that I love. Oh, you've told uh, me about this movie. And he's just on a ton of TV shows. Also, he was a correspondent for E! when I was growing up, and I used to watch a lot of E! Oh, my God. And I just, I love Alec Mapa, and I love Vern. Yeah. Vern's like a little king. I love him. At this point, I want to do a little bit of a content warning for, um eating disorders only yes. because like I think that it can be heavily insinuated or heavily taken that Gabby might have a small one or they just they it's just it's I think that the way they talk about her weight um could be triggering for people yeah so just be aware that like Gabby's whole storyline this episode is about like um what is it fasting and, yeah. like, and not eating and things like that so just be aware as we move forward that's what Gabby's whole storyline
0: is about yes So going forward, we find out that Gabby is trying to get fitted for a new dress because she has some friends coming in from New York. Uh, She can't fit into her normal size, which is a double zero. And Vern suggests going up a whole size to zero. zero. And Gabby doesn't really like the sound of that. And she suggests, like oh, I guess I won't eat for two days.
1: Which is wild. She's es- pregnant. Yeah,
0: especially, like, when she's pregnant. I mean, like, she should be eating. She shouldn't be fasting like that normally. No, but especially when you're, like, technically, like,
1: giving nutrients to a tiny thing in your belly. Like, yeah. you gotta eat. That's kind of all we get at that scene is her just yeah. kind of calling herself fat, which I always hate when, like, objectively skinny people in TV shows call themselves fat. I, mm-hmm. That just, it's something that annoys me. And then, yeah, she's like, I'll just not eat. It'll be cool. And little little Vern is like, uh, what? And that's all we get. Yeah.
0: And then we cut to Susan. Um, oh. There are aspects of this scene that I like. Okay. So we cut to Susan. She's walking across the street and we kind of get two things happening at once. Like while Susan's going and doing what she's doing, we kind of cut back and forth just a little bit to Carl and Edie fighting outside of mm-hmm. Edie's house. I think that was a really good use of environment. Yeah. Um, And I thought it was one of the few good pieces of editing as well. Like yeah, in this little they were chunk. always
1: kind of there in the background of the scene. Yeah. Each other. yeah.
0: I thought that was, I thought that was very good and I thought it flowed well. Uh, we find out that Susan is going to Mike's place. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about this? Yeah. I think that she just wants to thank him
1: for giving her stuff back. Um, I love that he had her Joni Mitchell CDs. I think that's very (laughs) funny. Uh, very white woman in her forties to love Joni Mitchell, which is me. I'm a white woman in my forties. Um, (laughs) and she's like, Hey, this card that I drew you for Valentine's day, like you, you don't really give like cards like this back. It was a gift. Like, if you don't want it, you should just throw it away. Uh, And like, before she can finish the sentence, he just like throws it in a trash can. Mike felt really weird to me in this scene. Like in terms of like Susan felt weirdly out of character in terms of her being like, I'm okay. So quickly. And then Mike being so kind of
0: rude I don't know, it Just felt he felt weird, and he was only in this one scene. I agree, yeah. He was very cold. He didn't really talk. He was just there to throw her card away right in front of her. I think and he that's he about maybe,
1: it. Maybe he was just, you know, he's trying to not, like, give any semblance of, like, sweetness to her. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to lead her on. Like, I understand there's probably a reason, but also the, <laughs> the actor, the guy who plays Mike, is also very, like, kind of droll and, like you know, calm. And so I think he just he seems so dead behind the eyes to me and just so like cold and dead. And I was like, Mikey poo. (laughs) What happened? King. But
0: then we get a shot that I also really enjoyed—the scene where there's a loud noise and Susan looks, and Carl is speeding off of yes. the street in his in his car. Susan looks back and is just like glad we're not them as Mike slams the door in her face. And also, last episode, you were
1: them yeah. fighting in the streets and screaming at each other and speeding off. Literally, step yeah. for
0: step, you were them last episode. But like once again, like I like that kind of editing, and no, I liked the use. Yeah. of the story in this moment. Although, once fun. again, Mike does not come back. And Mike is h- just, that's it. <laughs> ultimately, that scene was worthless. <laughs> there, yeah. I'm so sorry to say. <laughs> like, we could have gotten the exposition of just Susan uh, seeing Carl and Edie fight through a window or something. Yeah. But we're not here to rewrite the script. We're just here to talk we're here about to talk it. talk about it. This is gonna be someone's favorite
1: episode of all time. And we're just,
0: tearing it apart. I am so sorry. I... Hey, I hope they still listen to the show after this. Hey, I love you. Whoever yeah, you are, that this is
1: your favorite episode. I love you. And we cut to Bree being led into a big, empty house by George. And this fucking psycho boy says he just bought it. He bought this house as a surprise. He bought it. But guess what we get? This sucks. But we get who I'm... I'm just going to go ahead and say the lesbians of the episode. Oh, yes. Thank God. So George's uh, mother and her lesbian lover seal come out. That's what I wrote. George's mother and seal for lesbians of the episode. <laughs> yes. Like they, they seemed very gay. They, it was like George's mom and then the real estate agent who is her close friend. I yeah. I was like, they look gay as fuck. Yeah. That's also what they look like. And also George, I could see having gay mom.
0: Yeah. I could see it should we just
1: name them lesbians I, of the episode I don't think I have any other nominees I don't
0: know if I do but I love them well, let's name them let's just name them if I have other things in my notes or anything who cares whatever. I love, I love
1: uh, who is it uh, I, does George's mom have a, a name no I think it's just mother George, mother and seal <laughs> mother and seal are lesbians of the episode they they come out They like, they they like they're like ready to congratulate and Bree is very confused, and then she quickly realizes it's because George brought her here. Not only to ask her to move in with him, but to pop the question. Liz, how do you feel about this?
0: I... Here's the thing. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> I had seen the thumbnail for this episode, which I usually don't pay, atten- pay attention to the uh, next episode descriptions, nor the thumbnails. Yes. But I noticed it for this one, and I, I saw that he was going to propose... And um, I was like, hell yeah, Brie's gonna say no, because she's not ready. This fucking (laughs) Brie. This fucking Brie. She looked like that. You know
1: the grimace emoji? Yes. The face
0: I make every day? Yeah,
1: that's what she looked like for two minutes straight. Literally. And she doesn't say
0: no. She just says, okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) Well, because she's like... You know she points out she tries to point out like Rex has only been dead two, two months. months, and he's like, "Yeah, but like i'm I'm begging, please, and like you know she feels pressure because not only yes. is he begging but like his, his mom's mom there. And, Ciel, and and her and her lesbian lover seal. Yes. <laughs> it's you know on the l word how it's how um that the fucking club owner uh, her girlfriend was my lover cindy yeah and every time she walked into a room she was like hey this is my lover cindy <laughs> yeah. and like the character is credited as my lover cindy this is my lover seal <laughs> george's mom is like this oh is my, my lover god seal. um yeah she just feels pressured because you know there's people there she doesn't want to let him down because she does care about him yeah but clearly she's uncomfortable she says okay and he takes it as a yes. <sighs> Can I yeah. tell you something cursed that I wrote in my Of notes. course. I wrote Am I just gay or is George's mom a milf?
0: Yes. <laughs> to both. <laughs> I don't know who that, who she <laughs> is, but I
1: was I guess when I wrote these notes I was looking at <laughs> George's mom.
0: That's so Call funny. George's mom? Um we get her on the podcast, <laughs> please.
1: Um I'll, and pr- I'll propose in front yes. of you. Yes.
0: <laughs> and then the social pressure will make her say,
1: "Okay, okay." And then I'm gonna marry George's mom. Yes. Me, see- <laughs> me, George's mom, and my lover, Seal. Yeah. We're all in a three. Oh,
0: thank God! I've been waiting for that my whole life, and yeah. I didn't even know it. <laughs> uh And then we cut to a fuck boy. A fuck boy, also known as Carl, at Susan's <laughs> door. He needs a place to stay because him and Edie just broke up. Oh, my God. And he doesn't want to go stay in a hotel. I'm not completely mad at this whole scene. No? um, Mostly because, like, I don't like Carl. Me either, but, like... I think the rapport with each other... It was
1: kind of sexy.
0: Yes. I think the thing is, they have chemistry. They have...
1: <laughs> okay. Let me just say... Let me just say... And you can slap me in the face afterward. I thought their chemistry was better than hers and Mike's.
0: I agree. <laughs> um, I think the chemistry was also needed there. I don't think you can have this scene without no. chemistry because they were married at one point. Yeah. They did fall in love and you know, like she was still both in
1: pot. Yeah. Both still very hot. Yeah.
0: And like, she was, she like had her heart broken by him. So like, she was still in love with him when mm-hmm. like, she found out he was cheating yeah and so it's like it makes sense for them to have chemistry here and that's what i like about the scene is that they I had know. chemistry they had chemistry and like i don't know like
1: i love you know i love mikey poo i love Muzin, but like i like saying you're calling him mikey poo he's now my, he's, my he's my poo poo he's my poo i love him um but no like i don't know sometimes i do feel like them as a couple a lot of the like um wanting comes from susan's side because mm-hmm. mike is so stoic and like i'm um, sexy because i have no emotions yeah but like carl i could see like he wanted to get it yeah and it just like i don't know this kind of flirty interrogation and this back and forth i did think it was kind of sexy and i was like shocked at how much i loved their chemistry together i was yeah. like wow that this is they're they're I'm I was I was into it I yeah. was into it I, I won't lie
0: and we also find out in this scene that Susan is gonna write a new book <laughs> <laughs> about all of her failed relationships. <laughs> what would the name
1: of that book be? Like, it would be,
0: fuck? uh, losing Susan, losing Susan,
1: uh, and how I got myself back uh, by yes. Susan Myers. <laughs> Make that yes, book cover. A self-help book. self help book, "Losing Susan" and "How I Got Myself Back" oh by my Susan god. Meyer.
0: How I learned to love myself. How I learned to
1: love myself.
0: How I learned to be a better mother.
1: Oh my <laughs> god! I can't.
0: I can't wait for this book. Me too. Yeah, she's
1: sort of like it says she's going to write a book about her failed marriages, and he's like, "Am I going to be in that book?" And she's like, "Yeah." Chapter, and it's <laughs> very sexual. uh but, like, I don't know. I just think it's kind of comical that Susan thinks her relationship failures would be unique enough to warrant a whole-ass book being yeah. written about them.
0: But more power to you, Susie. And then we cut to therapy. Yay! Yay! But also... Uh, <laughs> because the way... Whip- <laughs> but also Tim Allen <laughs> yeah. home improvement noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Breed? The way she is talking about saying yes to George, she does not want to marry him. No. And she, like, expresses this. But she is like, I don't know. Part of me thinks I should just do it, you know? I yeah. don't I don't know. She says, like at this point in her life, she
1: wants to be comfortable. Yeah, and she's like, you know, he does all these things with me, and I'm comfortable with him. And I don't think I should care about love at this point in my life. I should just care about comfort. It makes me sad. It's like it feels like she's settling, and like she's she like is. not. She's not old. She's like in her forties. She's gorgeous. She's a ni- like a yeah. nice house. I don't understand why she feels like she needs to settle for someone like George.
0: Especially like she's not even settling for comfort. Like no. she. This is uncomfortable. Yeah, she is like genuinely like he has made her upset on multiple occasions. He yes. also like coerced her into sex and the other episode. You know, he killed her husband. Yeah, that's true. She I know that, though about that. No, <laughs> um, um,
1: there's a, the later in the later scene with her and George. Uh, I think we get into it more. Yes, that like there he doesn't even know her really. No. He doesn't really know her in the way that you need to know someone when you marry them. Yes,
0: but, but for f- now. I was just gonna say the same thing. We <gasps> cut back to drunk Susan and Carl. Oh man, I'm a little like confused on the timeline of this episode. Like it was day, and you know, like they've been talking all day, it and now it's like night. Was Brie at night therapy? He, maybe I think she might have been at night therapy because okay. it looked dark
1: in the in the therapy room. And then yeah, we cut back to the same night of them drinking. So I think it yeah. might have all been the same night.
0: Uh, but we find out from a drunk Carl that the reason Edie and him broke up is because she found out that he keeps a picture of Susan under his side of the mattress, <laughs> which is wild. And then
1: he kind of gets like smarmy and kisses her. Yeah. I kind of wrote it's hot. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs>
0: JK unless. JK unless.
1: Look, there's a lot of people that I know listen to our podcast who, who have tweeted at me about how... They want to fuck Carl, and I said it before, I'll say it again, you're valid. He's hot. He's like a hot (laughs) for an older dude.
0: (laughs) And that's really all we get from that
1: scene. He just, like, wants to fuck, and they fuck. We go back to the Scavo house. I was calling the kids the Blondies because I couldn't remember their names. Uh, This is where I wrote down the mom's name is Norma. I guess I remembered to figure out her name. And, you know, the kids are being picked up, everything's normal, and Lynette is like, hey don't freak out we found your tape because the kids had it and then norma begins to lose it even though the scavos are trying to reassure her like we don't care what you do yeah don't the kids see it but like your private life's your private life but norma freaks out and speeds off in the minivan yeah
0: and then we cut back to the house the Mm. house we cut back to the meyer house julie comes home walks does she walk into her room? No, I think she's walking because down the hallway and okay. Susan's door is just wide the fuck open. No, she opens... Julie opens a door. Surely they didn't fuck in Julie's bed, right? I I was con- I was concerned because I feel like Julie opens no, no, a door. No, no, no. Because
1: she goes to her room to start packing and Susan follows her in there. So maybe
0: she just went to go see J- Susan. Maybe she's oh, really yeah. like,
1: hey, good morning, mom. I'm home.
0: But her parents are fucking they're no, naked they're, they're not fucking yeah they they're naked yeah,
1: yeah. they were like naked naked like the, just like a, barely a barely a sheet covering their their bodies i was like <laughs> whoa, whoa we're getting a little sexy on desperate housewives julie walks in on them and is angry and she yeah. she like angrily storms out i think she packs some stuff and she leaves mm-hmm. she's disappointed in them and she's upset
0: and then it's just susan and carl talking about how it was really good Ugh, sex because they sex were so, so mad good. at each other um oh. i wrote down uh the quote thank you for the explosion i really needed it <laughs> I, I i think i s- oh, yeah no. <laughs> yeah oh susan but she says she
1: wants it to be a one night yeah do you think that's actually gonna happen Like, do you think they're going to have sex again?
0: Yeah, I think they're going to have sex again. I also do.
1: I feel like Susan's going to be like, just
0: one more time. And then going to start
1: fucking Carl. Um, Because there's no way they would set up her being like, one night only. If they weren't going to rip that around. Yeah.
0: And then we cut back to Gabby.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a whole sequence. Because she's trying to fit into this dress. She hasn't eaten for two days. So I guess it's been two days since she saw her. Yes. And she still can't fit into the double zero. Yeah. And it becomes this whole sequence where she gets her gardeners to get like
0: power tools to zip her up into this dress. Because she says she's going to pay them more money if they get her into this dress. Yes. Um, and it's just like a comedic scene. Yeah, I mean, not much happens other than, like, it's 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 a... I feel like, you know, we always say Susan's
1: queen of comedy. I feel like Gabby also gets some physical comedy bits a lot as well. Gabby a lot more than Susan this season. Yeah, and so Gabby, queen of comedy, gets into this dress. The second she leans back, it rips. Oh, whoa. Whoa-y, whoa
0: that, that scene. Yeah. And then we cut to the Apple Whites.
1: For the first time in
0: hundred years. It's more than halfway through the episode at this point, and <laughs> yes. we we get the Apple Whites. They're talking to Caleb in the basement, and this is like a really strange shift because, like, I feel like the way the show has been framing Caleb is like, yes, he did something wrong, but he's like a, a sweet guy, and like maybe he didn't mean, he didn't understand what he was doing. Yeah, maybe he didn't understand it. Yeah, and. In this scene, he's, like, saying that she deserved it. Betty says something like, no one deserves to die like that, quote Yeah, unquote. And
1: I'm like, okay, now there's some weirdness in how she died as well. And, yeah, he just sort of says she was a bad person. And Betty's like, all right, fuck it. Guess this isn't going to work. And yeah. leaves. But we do see, as she's leaving, he is fighting against his chains yes. again. And we see that the chains are very, very loose on the wall and he notices this and begins to yank even harder and he
0: does he breaks the chains out of the wall yep and then we cut to leonard and norma tom and lynette i haven't noticed i have not mentioned
1: it yet but i d- will say once again scruffy hot tom he was he was scruffy okay, hot for okay. Me again. i have not mentioned it yet we i forgot a, a tom watch tom scruffy tom watch. watch scruffy tom watch um now, that's my true boyfriend.
0: Carl, who? <laughs> Scruffy hot Tom. But basically, Tom and Lynette are here to see Leonard and Norma to reassure them that everything's okay. Like, we don't want to stop our play dates because Lynette needs these play dates. <laughs> uh, they go inside their house. There's a weird little carousel. There was a lot going on in this house. <laughs> yeah, there was.
1: <laughs> this scene was, this and the other scene were so fucking funny to me. Because they're like, hey, you know, we're hip. We're not bothered by what you do. And yeah. Leonard are like, oh, my God, thank you. Which is like, that's mature. Like, you really like what other people's sex lives are should not matter to mm-hmm. you. Like, you, like, I think that Tom and Lynette were being pretty normal. Just being like, it's your sex life. We don't care. Yeah. Just, you know, the kids shouldn't see it.
0: But where it flipped is when Leonard went. Oh, so do you want to. Um, Can we show them s- the room? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to see the setup? Do you want to see where we make the magic?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I say something? Yeah. <laughs> That's you. Like going into the room and being like, all right. So I, I use black pillowcases so that the light doesn't reflect. Yeah, And then this is the kind of camera I use with all the camera specs. <laughs> That's you showing me how you film your videos for yeah. Like, Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: Um... Yeah, he shows the, he basically shows them their, their fuck room. Their fuck room <laughs> where they film themselves. He talks about all of his equipment. They offer to film the Scavos. They
0: truly say like, "Hey man, you ever want to set up a shoot?" I That's a also f- me talking to you, "If you ever want to film a video, a yeah, just like to- let me know, we can set something up." <laughs> the Scavos are like, "Sure," and then
1: leave and they both kind of agree they do not want to talk to Leonard and Norma ever again.
0: Sad. Sad. Then we get George and Bree. He wants oh. to introduce her to just a couple, Just a couple people, people nothing. Big. Just like some of his mom's friends, they're here. Not that, not that big of a deal. They they're open the door, uh, and it's a family reunion. It's an engagement party. <laughs> yes,
1: literally an engagement party in this empty ass house.
0: Oh God, Bree freaks out as
1: she should. Yes, because there's like they start asking about when they're gonna have kids. That's yes. the big thing. That's the big thing that sets her off is because <gasps> yes, this um the their the mom's doctor friend who calls George gay that was a whole weird yeah. bit he you know he's like when are you guys gonna have kids and, and and george is like oh i want her all to myself for at least a year and then we'll probably have kids and brie is like what the fuck
0: they go to talk outside and Bree is basically like i don't want more kids and that is something and like you should know about me like you said before like if you want to marry me like you should know like i do not want more kids yeah
1: i think that like I don't know like I'm a person who you know I've been dating my partner for over three years like we definitely talk pretty candidly about like marriage and, yeah like, we plan on getting married uh you know pretty soon and and like I just feel like there's there's like a certain parameters of things you need to know about someone before you marry them and I think that you need to you know need a little bit of time in there yeah like a year or two at least and like they've not had that you need to know like how you handle religion yeah between the two of you how you handle politics what are your political views and like If you want to have kids, those are like, I feel like three huge things you need to know about a person. And like, I just, they don't really know each other. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I am proud of Brie in this moment for actually like communicating her needs. I want her to get away from George so bad. So do I. I've found myself loving Brie a lot more this season. And it's mostly because I just want her to get away from him and be okay i just want her to be okay yeah and she mentions that dr goldfine shared concerns to her and she's like i agree with him like i agree that this is too fast and that this is not what i want
0: yeah at this point i definitely remember thinking oh god he's gonna kill your therapist brie because the look on george's face is like oh you You were talking to him about this. Mm. And Brie mentions that she thinks she's going to go back and talk more. Yeah, because he's
1: like, what if we just had a long engagement? And I thought she was going to agree to it. And she says, let me talk to my therapist first. Yes. Queen. Smart queen who's taking care of her mental health. I love Brie.
0: Yes. This is a Brie stand club for me right now. And
1: then another shift. Another
0: (laughs) shift. Yes. We go back to the Apple Whites. It's morning. Caleb. is gone gone. and the apple whites know so they're making a plan uh to look around also the scene before was like he
1: broke the chains off the wall yeah but when they went down to check on him the
0: cuffs were just open i don't know did you see that i did like he had unlocked the cuffs and left but it's like are they still locking the outside door how would he get out out? (laughs) like none of it really made sense (laughs) the plot holes are
1: too are much too much <laughs> it's
0: a sponge with plot holes yeah but
1: i guess they i don't know they wanted to move the apple white
0: plot forward but not actually think about it but it's also like we're only on episode seven how much of the plot forward do we need Can't to move, move. Yeah. <laughs> who knows
1: <sighs> and basically like i thought that we were gonna maybe cut away but no we keep we're still with the apple whites it's the n- next morning yes i don't know they're outside and they're like apparently they've been looking for him all night and they still haven't been able to find him. And it's uh,
0: the next morning.
1: And yes. Kind of, now it's the next morning. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The, t- like, the timeline was kind of confusing in this episode for, like, when things were actually happening.
0: I don't know what prompts them to want to look in Bree's yard, but something does. I think she's just,
1: they're just going from yard to yard. And she's like, who haven't we checked yet? And, and he's like, Uh, we haven't checked that house. And... Bree is outside gardening, and I think Betty just sees, oh, I can distract her while you sneak back.
0: Can I just say this next sequence of events, Matt goes into the yard, comes out, and we have... Danielle acting like a 40-year-old married woman whose marriage is dead. And she sees a pool boy from yeah. across the yard. And she's wearing like a silk open robe with like a bikini under it, smoking a cigarette and putting it into like an empty like sprite can. <laughs> and she's like, Hello, Matthew.
1: <laughs> this was so fucking funny and weird. And Matthew looks at her like I do it. <laughs> Looked like the opening of a porn yeah like his shirt was open with his little like sheer tank top and that guy that actor is so gorgeous and like cut like he has abs for days yeah she does like this weird like bends over and shows her ass to him this was literally the opening of she a was porn. like
0: if you want to ask me out I'd, I'd say yes. Say yes. <laughs> I, this,
1: okay. And oh, I think I said this to you off light and like, like Danielle, she's not an unattractive person, but I wouldn't think of her as like a femme fatale. Yeah. sexy. Like they had this character acting like Edie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, unless you look like Nicolette Sheridan, this <laughs> doesn't make <laughs> sense. Yeah. <So> this poor, <laughs> she just looks like a normal person having to do this weird, yeah. like sexy thing. It just, it, th- it looked weird. It looked weird. And
0: that's really it. Cause then he
1: goes, yeah, because I think that, like,
0: he, the implication is, like, he does ask her out, I think. I think so, because then when he goes up to the front yard to see
1: his mom again, she's like, did you find anything? He's like, no, not really. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> either Ew. he's lying or he's insulting Danielle, both of which is hilarious. Yes. To
0: me. Um, and then we cut to Susan watering her lawn, a nice little throwback to the ashes scene. I thought she was going to spray Edie. So did I. The physicality. Edie looks cute here. Edie looks cute. She always looks cute. Uh, She says thank you to Susan because whatever she said the other night really helped with their fight. And Carl came back and apologized for and everything. And now they're together again. Yeah. And Edie is wants to rub it in Susan's face. I thought Susan was going to fucking throw down.
1: I thought Susan was going to throw down because Edie. Yeah. Edie's sort of like, he chose me. He had the choice between you and me and he chose me. And like <laughs> Susan knows that's a lie. Yeah. Like Susan knows that they fucked. She turned him down and he went with his tail between his legs back to Edie. Yeah. Because he is a man who cannot stand
0: being alone. Well, that's what he did in season one. Yeah. With the karaoke, the piano karaoke bar. <laughs> the piano karaoke bar. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> New York, New York. Okay.
1: No, the, he, I swear to God, he is a man who is so dependent on sex and women. Like, he cannot stand being alone, I think. And so he just kind of goes, he just pinballs from woman to woman, whoever will have him, and says what he needs to say to be with them. And. I thought Susan was gonna spill the beans and yeah. be like, "We had sex, and he, I turned him down."
0: Like. And then spray her with the hose. But she didn't. No. And I'm actually proud of Susan. I wrote that as well, Susan. I'm
1: proud of you for not being
0: selfish. <laughs> you and know letting what? Edie
1: have her time.
0: We're gonna we're gonna put a, a, a notch on the Susan doing her job <laughs> I'm gonna give Susan a gold
1: star yeah. for not being an asshole <laughs> to Edie in this moment. She was the bigger person. Yeah.
0: And I, I'm proud of Susan. And then we cut to back to Gabby. Um, uh, Bree,
1: though, yeah.
0: Oh, I Gabby, forgot. I did have another I lesbian in the episode later, I so forgot. I think we might have named them too soon. I forgot. I, yes, um, so we might have to do a, a retracted can statement. I, can I say something? Sure.
1: So, I want to give a shout out to all of the Desperate Housewives fan accounts on Instagram because I'm obsessed with you all. You're all incredible. You tag us in posts, and we love you. And I've seen on some of these accounts. Bree and gabby ship fan cams i'm people into who it ship them together i didn't see it no i do and now i'm kind of into it yeah after seeing this episode this scene and the one later i was like why am i into brie and gabby as a couple god
0: we can and we can read fan fiction Brabby? Soon. Brabby, or green, green. <laughs> Gree is it. Gree. Gree. I,
1: I'm into it. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Because Brie and Gabby are at Gabby's place. And Brie is helping sew her into her dress. And she's like on her knees and being like, mm, do you want to be a mom? You know, <laughs> sexy talk. Uh, and Brie is basically sort of trying to see, like, you know, kind of see what how Gabby's feeling about the pregnancy. And, and maybe help try to convince her that she might actually, like being a mom yeah and I, they were just really cute in this scene i just really loved
0: seeing their friendship
1: and i once again love like
0: it. seeing the women interact with each other and I i'll talk more about that later it's almost like it's my favorite part of the show <laughs> <laughs> um but for now we have to cut to dr Goldfine in the slickest tracksuit i've ever seen in watch. that i want so fucking bad <laughs> can we put slick. him on fit watch yes. thank he god
1: slick. he looked slick
0: um and guess what george george is here
1: he rides a bike past him. He gets ahead of him, and when Doctor Goldfine gets up to him, he fucking slams Doctor Goldfine's head against the 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 brick. Yeah, fucking
0: bridge, and then throws him off of a bridge. I can't wait for Doctor Goldfine to be alive. I cannot wait to find out that Doctor Goldfine is alive and superhero. fucking do you think rats he, out. I mean, do you think he killed George? Him, killed him? I hope to God he didn't. I feel like I hope George is getting in Over his head.
1: I think he is I think
0: he's getting too cocky. I think he's getting sloppy. And I think this is, I hope to God, this is where he makes his mistake. I
1: hope so too, because like, that's so fucked up. I really hope Dr. Goldfine is undead because I love his character. I think he's a great guy. I, yeah, I- I don't want to have to have a memoriam for him. We should wait until we have confirmation before we commit to a memoriam, right? Yes. Okay, let's let's wait on confirmation for Goldfine. And then we cut to Gabby's model friends showing up. They all squeal and hug and immediately can tell she's pregnant.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's like there was no payoff. There was no there payoff. Was, it was just a whole,
1: the whole storyline was just a bit. And then, cause then, yeah. And then I, it cuts immediately again to Gabby going over to Breeze, And I thought Gabby left the party, but no, she says my friends just left. Yeah. So we didn't even see her interacting with the models she
0: just comes over and tells Brie about it. And this is the most tender shit I've ever seen. It was seen. so
1: fucking tender.
0: This is why I'm, like, lesbians of the episode Brie and Gabby. I also kind of to nominate them. I think they should get it. Really? I think we should retract our statement <gasps> from earlier. <gasps> and I think it's got to be Brie. Because, like, cl- here, let me take you on a journey. Take me on a I journey? I haven't taken you on a journey in a fucking journey. Close Liz. your eyes. Eyes closed. Brie. Mm-hmm. Sitting at a table, Gabby, across from her, they're talking, they're saying, you know, like, maybe those friends aren't your real friends, maybe you've grown past them, you know, maybe you don't need them anymore, maybe the friends that you have and the friends that you need are the lovers that you need, I've been in front of you this entire time, and then Gabby asks Brie out on a date, Oh. Because that's what Gabby does. Why am I into them? She asks her out on a date. I'm into them. Yes. I'm into them. Yes. And, but we
1: also haven't had a Brie and Lynette in a while. I think I just want Brie to kiss a woman. I want that so bad. <laughs> I, I start crying. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I will go with you. I will retract honorary second place, George's mom and seal and, award lesbians of the episode to Brie and Gabby in this scene being tender as fuck with each other. Yeah. Oh, and it's a actually a good scene. I don't know. I do like when we get Gabby character development. Yes. And I do like that. She, yeah, she says like these girls are doing all these wild things. And like, I couldn't even remember why I was ever friends with them. I think I've just grown up and Brie. And when Brie was like, I guess I've been a good influence. On yeah. You, I was like, Brie, excuse me. Uh, uh, I was really into it and Brie was like I'll be over to f- help get you out of that dress I am looking <laughs> um, as su- uh, you know like she kind of just agrees like, let me look at my sewing kit I'll come over to your place they kind of just agree to
0: meet at Gabby's in a couple minutes yeah and then it gets fucking scary yes I guess it probably cut to commercial and then it cuts back and mm-hmm. Gabby's at her house uh, she walks upstairs or she notices that her fridge is open which is scary as
1: fuck yes if I walked into my house and the fridge was open. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you have a faulty fridge, you'd be like, oh, that, that comes open sometimes. Yeah. But um, what Gabby doesn't notice is that the fucking ice cream is there's out. There's
0: ice cream out. And earlier when uh, Caleb was having a fight with yes. Betty, Betty said, if this is how it's going to be, this is how it's going to be. And she takes away his ice cream. So he got the ice cream. From Gabby's house. From Gabby's
1: house. Oh, I have something else to say about this ice cream of when course. we go upstairs. Oh, Okay. So let's go upstairs. Caleb is in her closet. Well, so, okay. I have one thing to say. She, yeah, she goes into the closet. He kind of comes out of the bathroom a little yeah. bit because she's in the closet. Because if you've watched the show, <laughs> um, there like, there's like this, um, the gabby and carlos's bedroom they have like a hallway closet so like the it's like a mini hallway but it's a big closet that leads straight to their bathroom and most of the time those doors are open so there's kind of this just like open space to from the bedroom to the bathroom so she's in there yeah and he's in the bedroom or the bathroom I got distracted. My brain's <laughs> melting out of my ears. But the thing I have to say is what, sh- what makes her realize something is up. She's taking her shoes off. She looks down and sees a bowl and spoon. He broke into someone's home for ice cream. And he took the time to scoop yeah. and get a bowl and a fresh spoon. Yeah. Why didn't he just eat it out of the carton? Because he has manners. <laughs> that was what made me laugh. Is a fucking, like Caleb broke into this house and went... In the last (laughs) five minutes,
0: and was like, "All right, gotta find the bowls. Where where do they keep the flatware?" Yeah, just like opens every drawer and cabinet, thinks to close it again, but leaves the fridge open. It makes no sense. Why? It was just stupid. It was
1: just stupid. The whole apple white storyline is filled with holes right now. But like, yeah. So, but basically, she sees that she's like, "Why the fuck is there an ice cream bowl here?" She turns around, sees the silhouette of Caleb, and she runs to the bedroom and down the stairs. Um,
0: but she trips going down the stairs and she falls. Ooh, that's not good for a person in general, but especially a pregnant person. Yes. Not eating for two days and then falling down the stairs, I think, is probably the least best thing for a person who's pregnant.
1: And there's a very spooky moment because Caleb follows her downstairs, stands over her body and kind of just tilts his head.
0: Yeah. And then leaves. Very ominous very
1: weird and can i say something about this actor yes of course so the actor playing caleb is a guy named Paige kennedy right now this is the last episode in which he plays caleb because he
0: got replaced jesus oh god
1: yeah so um there is a lot of speculation and due to legal reasons i have to say allegedly probably because i don't want to get in trouble yeah, d- allegedly allegedly um but like <laughs> he uh yeah like this actor he just gets replaced with another actor and like they don't acknowledge it he just he's just different now and i guess we haven't seen his face a ton we saw it a little bit in this episode yeah. so for me i can see the difference between the actors obviously but he kind of was like unexpectedly fired out of his contract and for a long time people didn't know what was going on like it was kind of news that like the actor was being replaced cuz he's like the source of the season mystery, yeah. right? Um and there was allegedly a flashing incident. Oh, like allegedly allegedly he <laughs> may have allegedly flashed somebody. Oh god. Allegedly maybe Mark Cherry? allegedly maybe someone (gasps) it's very hard to find
0: information about this
1: because then when he when page kennedy was asked about it um he said it was just that they wanted to go in a different direction with the character okay so nobody truly like 100% knows 100 knows what happened he claims that he was blindsided by it and that Hit the explanation he was given is that they wanted to go in a different direction. It's like we're not even going in one direction. We barely know Caleb. Yeah. What direction were you going in? Whatever. But allegedly, he might have allegedly
0: flashed his dick to somebody. Okay.
1: But he'll be replaced with a new actor okay. in the next episode. So. I'm intrigued to see
0: how that actor tackles so, the character. rest
1: in peace, uh, first Caleb. <laughs> yes. Bring in second Caleb. Also, that actor became a Viner. Oh. Paige Kennedy did. Yeah. I looked up his Vines. A lot of his Vines are just like, <laughs> when your girlfriend thinks you're cheating. And you are. Jesus. Am I right? That's what a lot of his Vines That's what he were. got fired. It's because somebody c-
0: saw Into the Future and saw that was the content he was, was making. was like, man, he can make shitty content on the, <laughs> the
1: internet. Gotta fire him. But back to more important things. That yeah. That was just a fun fact I wanted to share with you all, audience, that allegedly, some alleged things happened.
0: And then we cut to the paramedics taking Gabby out of her house. Uh, Bree is there. She runs over to
1: her girlfriend. Yeah.
0: Because we were starting to get a little bit of Mary Alice ending monologue. Just a little bit. Gabby tells Bree that she needs something from her house, and we find out that it is the sonogram.
1: Bree brings Gabby her sonogram and gets in the ambulance with her. Yes, they're in love with each other. That's what I'm saying I think we made the right call. We made the right call. You're right. And the monologue about cameras came back again. I, I they were doing it. I don't know. I just, I didn't like the camera monologue. That's just me. And that was the end but of the episode. We do
0: get a very fun shot. Of the two parents watching their porno like it's a movie with popcorn and everything. That was pretty funny. That's yeah. us. Yeah, that's <laughs> Us watching Desperate <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, it's the end of the episode. We made it.
0: How do In, you feel?
1: I mean, I didn't love this episode. I like I thought there was just some like pacing issues with it. Like yes. the I think that an issue I'm having with the season as a whole so far is their pacing of the Apple White mystery. Like I feel like they they gave too many clues too soon. I don't know. I and but then they're also not. They're. I think that they're underusing the apple whites as mm-hmm. well. So it's like they gave us too much information, but they're also underusing the characters. Yeah, because I feel like season one, the 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 Paul Mike stuff, I felt like it was always ever present and it was always dragging. Like we were pulling out clues at a really nice pace in season one, and I just feel like. I'm just struggling with the pacing of the Apple Whites in season two. And this episode was like a prime example of like 40 minutes in, we see the Apple Whites and it's like, what?
0: Yeah. I was going to say like, personally for me, I think it's like the structure of this episode was, I think one of the worst I've seen from an episode of desperate housewives. So much to the point where it just didn't feel like Desperate Housewives to me. Yeah, I
1: mean, there was parts I did enjoy of this episode, though. Yeah,
0: like there's still there's still moments I enjoyed. Like I enjoyed the editing of the scene earlier with like yeah. Mike, even though he didn't really do anything. <laughs> uh, I like the flow of that scene. I like that they're they're they're
1: ramping up the stakes of Brie and George. I think in a way that is giving me hope that soon it will be over. Like, in terms of, like, they're really ramping up the stakes of Brie and George's yeah. relationship. I enjoyed that. Um, it seems like they are trying to move towards a Gabby character arc as well. Like, her maybe wanting to be a mother. Um like, there was, there was, like, seeds of things I enjoyed, but overall, yeah. it was just something weird about it I didn't like.
0: I think what I'm missing from the show right now is that sometimes I wish that we could have an episode that focuses on just, like, one or two wives, but the other women who aren't the focuses are brought into their storylines so we can see them interact more. I want them, yeah. I, I feel like this is... And, like, I can't speak for, like, how it was, like, making the show and filming the show. Mm-hmm. All I know is from what we've read in Vanity Fair. So, <laughs> yes. like, I, I do not know if, if this was the case on set. But it just oh, feels, right. like, it, it feels like the acts, actors were constantly, like, butting heads to be in the limelight. Yeah. And, like, the writers just couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. Like, it, it's not a bad we, yeah. thing to help lift up, like, people that are in your show like lift up other storylines you can still have like moments to shine within that i just think everybody just had a a, a large ego and yeah. that and is just my personal thoughts yeah And
1: if you haven't listened to vanity fair of please go listen to it we read a vanity fair article that just completely spilled the tea about how much these actresses did not get along yeah but yeah i think that if it's like i'm um, hope the, the the one hope i agree with you completely i think i just want to see the women interacting more I want more than just a, br- a brunch scene at the top of the episode and that's it like I want to see them like my favorite moments are Gabby and Bree together yeah in this episode that was what I loved the most I want to see these women like actually genuinely showing me why they're friends yeah like 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 i remember when i used to not be able to understand why gabby and brie would ever be friends in this episode i felt it yes i love them together and i was like i just need more i need more of these women because they're the best parts of the show they're the heart of the show and i want to see them being together
0: more it's desperate housewives, not desperate let's put all of these women on a lane and they never speak to each other (laughs) but hey
1: we made it through episode 207 and here we are on the other side. I'm proud of us. I am too. <laughs> and we have been Wisteria Gays. Uh, if you want to find more about us, you can find us on Twitter at Wisteria Gaze or on Instagram at Wisteria Gaze underscore as well as our website, wisteriagaze.com.
0: Our website's great. It has a link to our merch page. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, we also have a Patreon. Uh, it helps support the show it helps support us just a little bit and you get fun behind the scenes info
1: like our show notes as well as fun video postcards
0: yeah i love our video postcards i think they're great um we did a little love actually one for yeah. december we
1: got to figure out what we want to do for january I know. our video postcards rock so get in on them
0: get in on them and one of our reward tiers is also episode shout outs so uh if you're one of our patrons We love you. We love you. Lisa. Tom. And Annie. You keep us young. We adore you. Thank you for supporting the show. And we
1: love you. I don't know. You're awesome. Yeah,
0: we do. Yeah. Stay Uh, juicy. So if any of you feel like supporting the show a little bit, check out patreon.com slash Wisteria gaze. Yeah. Um, other than that, if you want to find us personally on social media, you can find me Liz at the Pigeon Wizard. You can find me Mackenzie at Mackenzie Wilkes. Something else, if you feel extra tasty Jersey. and zesty and full of life, is you can leave us a review on iTunes. Genuinely, they make our day. Yes, uh, we like asking a fun little question at the end of each episode. Um, this week, I, I have, hear Mackenzie has a, I question. Have a question.
1: What would the title of your self help book be? Oh. Just because we were talking about Susan's self-help book and it made me laugh.
0: Mine would be Gravitational Force, How to Deal with a Dump Truck Ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love that so much. My self-help book would (laughs) be How to Move Your Life.
0: Okay, is it, is it spaced like this? too? Yes. <laughs> lifestyle.
1: To looking like Tony Soprano. What can you? What is it? How to move your lifestyle to looking like Tony <laughs> Soprano Jesus. is the name of my self help book. I I've love been watching that. the Sopranos lately, and I just have
0: a dump truck of and an you ass. And have a dump truck ass. Um, <laughs> My answer was bad, but no, hey, hey. hey. Don't put yourself down like that. That's my <laughs> friend. <laughs> Show us your good answers when you
1: tell us what your self help book is called. When you leave us a review
0: on iTunes, or down. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah, you never have to. You never have to. Other than that, I think there's only a couple things left to say. What, First, man? being I love you, Mackenzie. I hey. freaking <laughs> love you, Lils. And everyone else, stay juicy.
1: Stay juicy.